Hi, and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. We're so excited to come to you and share God's Word, a little bit of music, some prayer, and invite you to come to know the Jesus that we know. Well, we're just glad that you joined us today. We have some wonderful sponsors, and today we're going to have our sponsor who is Tina Baublitz. And Tina is a counselor, and she is with the Light of Hope Counseling Center, Light of Hope Counseling Center. And maybe you're going through a rough patch in life, and you just need someone to talk through that with you. It's so tough just to go all by yourself and Sometimes you don't want to share things with people that um, maybe go to your church or family member. So it's good to reach out. Outreach is good. Reaching out to someone and say, hey, can you help me through this rough patch or help me to understand some of the things that are going on in my heart, in my mind. And a trained biblical counselor can really help you. And this young lady, Tina, will help you and just, you'll sense that she has a warm heart for the Lord. Her phone number is 410-245-4225, And I am so glad that we have friends and partners and my objective is to see the body of Christ coming together to help one another, love one another, and share our faith with this world that needs it so desperately. Lord, today I just pray that you would help anyone that's listening to this broadcast. If they don't know you, I pray that they would come to know you as their Lord and Savior. And if they know you and maybe they're going through a difficult time, I pray that you would just be with them and help them. The 23rd Psalm, as you've revealed to us, Lord, is though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we'll fear no evil. Why? Because your presence is with us. Oh God, thank you for your presence. It is your presence that sweetens the most difficult times of life because we're not focusing on the valley of the shadow of death. We're focusing on our fellowship and our relationship with you. And so if there's one listening, it makes it worth this broadcast. One listening without the Lord, or maybe you're far from the Lord. Come back to the Lord. These are the last days, and our shepherd loves you and longs for you. One of the things that I love about God is his mercy. There's a psalm, I think it's 136, where over and over it repeats a phrase, his mercy endures forever. If it was not for the mercy of God, none of us would be alive. If he judged us according to our sins and our failures, none of us would make it. But here, God is merciful. He's showing his mercy so that you will come to him. Romans says the goodness of God leads us to repentance. You're waiting for that lightning bolt to hit you for all the wrong you've done, 
And yet you say, well, God must not care. He must see not see that. Well, it's really, he's just being good to you and merciful. Listen to this song. I've got about a three-minute clip of it. One of my favorites, it's called Great Is Your Mercy by Donnie McClurkin and Friends. I think you'll enjoy it as I do. Great is your mercy. So faithful.
That's a powerful song. Great is your mercy. Think about that all day long. <laughs> Were it not for the mercy of God, we would all be consumed. Jeremiah said in Lamentations, great is thy faithfulness. Well, we're studying together the book of the Revelation, chapter 1. And we began by saying that this is the revelation or the unveiling of Jesus, verse 1. Verse 3, we said that there is a, or God said, just not that we said, but God said there's a great blessing. If you will read this book, if you will hear it, and if you will keep these words in your heart. So chapter one is all about the person and work of Jesus. Keep these words in your heart as our civilization crumbles around us. He is the rock. The gates of hell will not prevail against his church and not prevail against Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. In verse five, he's the one that loves us and has loosed us from our sins in his own blood. Where would we be without the sacrifice of Jesus? We would be lost. We would be undone without God in this world. But he loved us. He loosed us. He laid down his life for us. And you know what else? He lives for us. Every day, the Lord is concerned about everything you're going through. You say, well, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I feel so alone. Well, the only way you can connect with him is through his word. His spirit will speak to your heart and through prayer. So if you're praying, God will have a chance to speak to you. And prayer is not just you talking to God. Sometimes in silent meditation, you just open up the conversation and God will speak to your heart. He will show you what to do. So in verse seven, though, we're learning that, well, let's go back to verse six, because he exalted our position. You may not feel good about yourself. You may have low self-esteem. Everybody in the world might have told you you were a loser. But when you come to Christ, as I shared before, you might have felt like a zero, but you added the one that makes all the difference, and that makes you a 10 now, and I think that's pretty good. Verse 6, he made us a kingdom of priests unto God and his Father, and then we're to give him all the glory and all the dominion belong to him. You say, well, it looks like we're losing. Well, we're not. And it may look like your team is losing, but maybe we haven't gotten up to bat yet. And when you get up to bat, you'll see that God will win this game in the end. As we get down to verse seven, we learned about the coming of the Lord. And we talked about three comings. And the first one is he came um, to save us from our sins. He came in his incarnation, God in the flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. What a supernatural being is Jesus, born of a virgin, conceived of the Holy Spirit. 
And he says in that seventh verse, he is coming. He's coming. So we know that's the first coming of Jesus. We know that there will be the rapture spoken about in John 14, also Revelation 3.10 and Revelation 4.1 talks about keeping us from the hour of temptation and the rapture will precede the tribulation, that seven-year period of horror on the earth, but we will be raptured, 1 Thessalonians 4.13-18. And then there's the coming of, with, of Christ in glory with his saints, the first time he comes for his saints and then he's coming with his saints. Revelation 19 is a powerful verse of chapter and it tells us he's coming riding a white horse and he's coming with the armies of heaven. What a day that will be. It says he's coming with clouds and we said the clouds could be the cloud of witnesses. That could be us as believers, the Angels are all about us, but it also could refer to the Shekinah glory. In verse 8, though, Jesus says, remember, he's revealing himself to you. And he says, I am Alpha and Omega. He's using the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. And what is he saying? He's saying like, I would say to somebody, I want to do anything I can for you from A to Z. Well, our Lord is the only one that can do that truthfully. And he says, I am Alpha and Omega. So what is your need today? Not just physical needs, not just financial needs, though he can meet those needs for us, but what is your spiritual need, your emotional need, your mental need? Let's stop depending on everything else except Jesus. I'm not saying you shouldn't go to counselors if you need help or get on proper medications, but your trust should not be in those things. Your faith should be in Jesus. And he said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, it's not a large amount of faith. It's where your faith is based. And like the old hymn said, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. So here in verse eight, Jesus is declaring who he is. You say, well, I'm, I'm not sure I believe all that about the rapture, and I'm not sure I believe all about Jesus. Well, that's your problem. And I'm not being critical, but you'll never see any manifestation of anything unless you believe it. If you don't believe in miracles, you very rarely will see them. And God will make sure that if you have faith, you'll see him do great and mighty things. Jeremiah 33, 3, call upon me. I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things. So he says in verse eight, I'm the alpha. I am the omega. I am the beginning and the ending. I can promise you this, put your faith in this world, you're gonna lose. Put your faith in the stock market, you'll be broke someday. Put your faith in Jesus and you will always be a winner. He's the beginning and the ending. 
He'll never leave you, never forsake you. So stop putting your trust in temporal things. A hurricane, a tornado, a fire, a war can destroy everything that we have and own in one day. And I'm not being a gloom spreader, but put your faith in someone that will never fall, never fail you, and you will have him an eternal home into eternity. Again, several times up to this eighth verse, we've heard these declarations. He is, he was, and he is to come. That's Jesus saying that. He is the son of God. He is God the Son. He's deity. He's God the Son. And then it says he was. Well, do you believe in the pre-existence of Jesus? Jesus, as far as Christ, was here from the foundation of the world. He had not manifest himself until he had a body, except for several occasions in the Old Testament, there are times when Christ would manifest himself, himself, and theologians call these things the theophanies or Christophanies, where that the angel of the Lord would appear to someone like Joshua before he went into Jericho, etc. And there are many times he came to Gideon as the angel of the Lord. You can always tell when it's a Christophany or an appearance of Christ, or a theophany, you can always tell because the angels themselves would never accept worship. But an angel of the Lord, when Joshua was told that he was to take off his shoe, he's on holy ground. I love that song, don't you? We're standing on holy ground. So I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is and was and is to come. That is attributed to the Father and the Son. He was, he is, and is to come, and the Holy Spirit the same. Then he, the final word is the Almighty. The Greek word is Pantocrator. That's he's mightier than any leader, person, system, religion, denomination, greater than anyone. So put your faith in him. If you haven't received him, let's close with a word of prayer and join me as we pray a prayer that will lead you to Christ. If you're sincere and want to put your faith in Jesus, here's the prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner not just the things that I've done that are wrong, but my position. And I am sorry for my sin. And I now repent and receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. This is Pastor Earl and friends saying we do really love you.